Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Mic check, mic check, one, two. Oh, I guess we should have checked our levels, eh? We probably should have. <laughs> oh, and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. I'm here today at none other than fan favorite Ian Dixon's humble abode. Yes, I'm upstairs in the pod, former original Pod King's castle. <laughs> and, I don't know. That, that's lame. Let's not stick to castle. We'll figure out a, a, a proper nomenclature with it. But I'm here with fan favorite Ian Dixon. Yes. Yes. How are you, Ian? I'm. Uh, I'm well. Mm-hmm. It's been a busy month. Yeah. Are you even? You probably even haven't had time to process any of this. Yeah, it's been kind of like go go go, and uh, not a lot of downtime. So yeah. it's good to be back on the pod. Yeah, this is going to be your processing. <laughs> By the end of the podcast, you're going to be like bawling, like, what is this effort I have bestowed? <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to it. And so are the Scott Castigators. You yeah. Know? I helped you move. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of myself for helping a human being. <laughs> you know, giving myself pats on the back all day, every day. Yeah, you were very helpful. Yeah. You know, as soon as I woke up at about 4.30... Yeah. <laughs> and got over there at about 6 30 mm-hmm. i was all energy <laughs> i mean yeah we definitely uh crammed that u-haul full and knocked that shit out pretty quick it was almost like we're a good team or something yeah like we communicate well you know like we've had practice with it <laughs> <laughs> over over dozens and dozens and hundreds of podcast episodes mm-hmm. known as Scottcast, but you know, I'm excited that you got this new place. You guys, uh, it's coming together really quickly. Like when you first showed me this house, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was just, it was just wood and, and rot and falling <laughs> debris. There were animals living in it, <laughs> but like within a day, this place is a downright comfortable like hobbit hole this is this is straight out of the shire you got a beautiful we're in your office right now Mm -hmm. it's painted a beautiful sky blue and white you know like you're a a god i'm I'm tall above the peons below (laughs) it's definitely cozy in here i'm I'm pretty happy with my little uh man cave Mm mm-hmm and it's only going to get better. Like, you don't even have your art hanging up in the walls yet, but you mm-hmm. already got your guitar corner right behind me. Yeah. You know, and this is the best I've felt, you know, uh, environment room-wise mm-hmm. on a podcast. Because this, I don't think we're going to podcast at my place anymore, man. Not when it's fan favorite on the line. Because I come here, he gets me his beer. <laughs> <laughs> And we go to this uh, excellent room that's just designed perfectly for podcasting, you know. And I've got a bunch of extra sound cushioning just in case this is a little uh, sounds like we're in a new house vibe <laughs> with the early reflections. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can make use of that for your guitar recording, too. Mm-hmm. There's only possibilities here is what I'm saying. And that's how I'm trying to view life these days is only pure possibility. Like, we live in a life where the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air will smack the shit out of Chris Rock <laughs> for a G.I. Jane joke. <laughs> um, and everybody's already heard about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, have we even discussed it in any way? Because everyone has at least mentioned it, you know? I don't think we have. Not on the podcast, obviously. No. But not even in person. Like, yeah. that happened on Sunday, And then, like, the next time we saw each other, it was as if it didn't. (laughs) It was as if um, Will Smith smacking the shit out of Chris Rock wasn't that important. Mm -hmm. I think you made a joke about it, but we didn't discuss it. Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) Yeah, you know how it goes. Um, But I was rocked this week by some news Mm -hmm. about a celebrity. Mm. A celebrity that's near and dear to our hearts here in Scottcast. I discovered something about White Claw Gabe himself. On April Fool's, he posted a TikTok 
and uh, this is what it was, and it kind of threw me through a loop. Uh, I'll, let me play it for you, and you tell me if you get thrown through the same loop, if you feel like you get thrown. Okay. I got some bad news for you, Gabe. Spit it out, bitch. I got to kick you out of the house. I decline. It's not how it works. It's my house. I still decline. I'm staying here, bitch. It's April Fool's, bitch. That's what I thought, motherfucker, you punk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But did you catch it? Did you catch the weird thing? I don't know if I caught it, that he's like, living in someone's house yeah this is the most baller man i know on the landscape mm-hmm. this man this man loses 100 grand on mma fights mm-hmm. regularly yeah <laughs> well maybe i just answered my own question but <laughs> <laughs> um but i always saw white claw gave as like uh this this like high life man maybe he's was... like a business guy you know how they go yeah they're saw all him and thought that's a guy that's got his shit together. <laughs> that's I've always thought that <laughs> White Clock Gabe was a man who had his shit together, but uh, turns out like all the times he was in that fabulous little L.A. house and uh, driving those cars and and buying people drinks, he was doing it with uh, this his his cousin's in laws credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his yeah. credit is is a. Uh, cousin-in-law turns out to be a man named nick turturro okay he was in the longest yard he's an actor Mm. so he's and he had a modest run at nypd blue okay um so that's all his stuff gotcha and his ballinness which makes me want to be like a c-list actor honestly (laughs) (laughs) that seems to be a sweet spot and it comes to hollywood yeah um so i do a little bit more investigation and I find this podcast that has a man who says he is friends with White Claw Gabe and Nick Turturro. Uh, and he explains the situation exactly. So, White Claw Gabe and Nick Turturro are related because White Claw Gabe's sister married his brother or something along those lines. So, mm-hmm. it's very tenuous, the connection. But it yeah. uh, turns out White Claw Gabe is on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he lives with uh, Nick Turturro, uh, and he's just a good kid, kind of thing, is what the guy said. He's he's like, <laughs> yeah, you know they they got him in front of uh they got him in front of the TikTok machine. The 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 the, the kid of Nick Turturro does all the posting and stuff like that. That's why he's always being filmed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like the first thing that one of the things that really broke was like it was just like him at first. White Claw Gay was like took the camera and followed the dog and like just filmed its butthole. <laughs> you know, it was like a French bulldog. Yeah. So it has a prominent butthole. Then he posted a video where he lost a bet on like a Knicks game and he said fuck like 20 times. That one blew up. Mm hmm. Got to like 15,000. So like every day now he's posting things saying fuck as much as possible. You know, gets the white claw. Yeah. And before you know it, he's a, he's a national sensation. He, he, he runs this town basically. Mm-hmm. So, wow, full circle on the old Gabe, you know? I finally feel like I know who he is. So if we want to get him for zombies, do we get in touch with... Nick Totoro's agent? This is bus talk! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly. Uh, apparently, White Claw Gabe is even like an extra in somewhere in the longest yard hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And like you could, because like I think I saw some stills and it's like him in that movie just in the background, like uh, in a football locker scene or something. I don't know how it goes. That just means that White Claw Gabe is, you know, actor ready yeah he's got family that understands acting Mm -hmm. he's been in the process before it's perfect because he's not going to expect much money he just gets everything paid for him anyway (laughs) you know right so i bet he'll jump at the opportunity to be a lead role in a major film Mm -hmm. his tiktok profile is dwindling tiktok banned him because he said fuck and suck my dick too much (laughs) 
but they loved that. <laughs> Honestly, it's like nobody was complaining. I don't, I don't understand why they wanted to do away with White Claw Gate, but they severely choked his impressions. Mm-hmm. And um, he's desperate. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants it still. He was working hard. He's doing it every day. Yeah, but he needs something to boost his profile and get those TikTok idiots. <laughs> To unshadow ban him so that he can release his full White Claw Gabe potential. Right. You know? Understanding all this information about him only made me like White Claw Gabe more. And that is way bigger to me than Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. So that's why it was one of the first bullets on the Ian Dixon hosted why did it get so Scott somber House. all of a sudden? Because it's Ian Dixon's house. There's creepy <laughs> shit everywhere. <laughs> That's true. It's a, it's a very pagan and uh, Halloween-inspired household. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, this room is so much, though. This room... Not at the moment. It's pretty... It's, oh, there's uh, Be- Beetlejuice figures. Yeah. You know, the stretchy faces. And uh, there's a crying angel demon baby. But besides that... Yeah, this is probably the least pagan room in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. That's okay. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets the cred because it's also the most podcasty room in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, it just works. We got this table right in the middle. We got our two hearteds. And we're doing business, man. I'm so confident in moving that I'm thinking of moving to Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just mm-hmm. moving you and putting the boxes in the U-Haul and driving the half mile across town uh, and then unloading the boxes and the and the furniture mm-hmm. made me think I could do that across the entire world. <laughs> it's the same process, really, especially at the beginning and the end. Yeah. You know, the middle, it's just a liminal space. It's just a period of change. Mm-hmm. That's probably what you're feeling right now, you know, in your life. I don't know why I'm just telling you your feelings. <laughs> That's broadcasting. <laughs> well, I'm sure the cast would love to hear more about Argentina. Oh, you think? That was the segue. I don't know. That was a segue? I thought. Okay. Well, I don't know. You know, they. it's very cheap in Argentina. And since there's economic turmoil pretty much in every country uh, it turned into a very lucrative and possibly a place to you know save up money to get zombies produced mm-hmm. if i move op- base of operations to argentina you know and then incorporate in nevada <laughs> <laughs> you know i think with uh, that combination of tax loopholes mm-hmm. we can uh, accrue as much money as possible wine and i'll have you all around detroit whining and dining all the richest folk now that you're a landowner You'll be able to <laughs> to talk in their terms, yeah. <clears throat> uh, you, like you know all about principle and interests and uh, all that fun uh, mumbo jumbo. Mm-hmm. And I'll be in Argentina doing coke <laughs> <laughs> for twenty bucks a month. <laughs> uh, I haven't done coke before, but I bet it's good. Mm-hmm. I bet it's like Coca Cola to a kid. Right. Right? Like when, you, when you're when you a kid, you're like five or seven and you drink a whole 12 ounce can. Mm-hmm. Once you get over like uh, the intestinal subterfuge of the carbonation and the sugar and the caffeine kicks in, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like a night in Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested in uh, uh, funding my trip to Argentina so that we may fund zombies at an even greater interval. Let's be honest, all good fundraising happens in steps mm-hmm. and programs, you know. Uh, email in the ScottCast. Email bag. Go to thescottcast.com. Type in your message right there on the homepage. And we'll answer it on the next pod. We'll take it into consideration. And that's life. What else is there to say besides go where the money flows and then that's it that's the only consideration you have (laughs) but yeah probably not gonna go to Argentina Mm -hmm. probably not like 
80% chance I do, but 20% chance I don't. Wait a minute. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) So probably then? I don't know. Uh, let's, Let's look at it this way. If I go and we get zombies made, It'll be a cross-cultural event. Mm. It will basically be, will basically be the foundation of a whole new Hollywood. You could live there too, you know? Mm -hmm. It's so cheap that you could buy a house, pay for it, live there, pay down the house even faster. It'll be like having a tenant, except you don't have to talk to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you just mm-hmm. got to make sure the pipes don't freeze <laughs> and the grass gets cut. Yeah. Would you go to Argentina? I would go to vacation, maybe. I don't know. How don't, long, how long would you vacation? It. Like 90 days? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I think I'm trying to get settled here. I'm not ready to. Where's your sense of adventure, man? About, man? You've been living here for like 72 hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> that's longer than the Lord of the Rings. All combined. Mm-hmm. Extended versions. Like, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> we got an email bag, man. And uh, you're going to appreciate this. Master Charles email bagged in yep. with a simple link. Okay. So not only is this email bag, this is advertising. <laughs> uh, brand new book from esteemed erotica Arthur Chuck Tingle has hit the store shelves and it's flying off the racks. Mm-hmm. People are going in and buying it up. For $2.99 you could have it too. You know what it's called? What's it, which one is it? The Physical Manifestation of Wordle pounds my butt as a slightly frustrating but ultimately rewarding and meditative daily routine. Kindle edition. Nice. Yeah, by Chuck Tingle. It's got five ratings, four and a half stars. $2.99 but yeah, it's a very sexy man mm-hmm. who is the physical uh, manifestation of the word game Wordle. Yeah. Um, and he's on the cover. Of course. How many Chuck Tinkle books have you read in your lifetime? I couldn't tell you. I, really? Not a lot. Like, I've read a collection of short, short stories. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> like, read through the uh, the Tingleverse manuals. That's That's about two novels worth. Yeah. Of information. So, like, I have a, a fair understanding of the universe, mm-hmm. I'll say. I haven't, like, I haven't read uh, the Space Raptor but trilogy or the uh, Trans Wizard Harriet Blorber or whatever it was. Of course. So, there's some, some big hits that I've missed out on in terms of reading, but... Yeah. Like, which one is the notes from underground of Chuck Tingle. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the Space Raptor Butt trilogy is kind of his claim to fame. Yeah. I mean, I have so much reading I have to do that I would like to be reading the best of what that author has to give me. Yeah. I don't particularly think, I know this is our ad for the, (laughs) <laughs> but I don't particularly think that the physical manifestation of Wordle pounds my butt as a slightly frustrating but ultimately rewarding meditative daily routine would be his best work. Mm. It's topical. Yeah. It's Wordle, right? He must have wrote this in February. Mm-hmm. And it's out now, end yeah. of March. But Space Raptor Butt Trilogy. Like every single word in that title does work. <laughs> Where is it? Space, who's it about? Raptors, what are they doing? But, (laughs) how long is it? Three books? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I think uh, for my literary dollar, 
the only thing uh, I would want to read is the Space Raptor Butt Trilogy. So, for that reason, we have two links we're going to be offering um, sponsorship for. And this is how sponsorship works on Scottcast. You click the link, and as soon as you buy anything off of Amazon from that link, we get a cut of it. And it goes to supporting the cast. It goes to living expenses for my cat um, when he travels the country after I leave. (laughs) When he hitchhikes around. (laughs) So the link here today is thescottcast.com forward slash Chuck. And then thescottcast.com forward slash Tingle. Pick a name and see which one you get. <laughs> and there's a possibility. Uh, and uh, I could code up. Go to thescottcast.com forward slash Chuck Tingle. And it brings you not one, but a random selection amongst hundreds of Chuck Tingle fare. You know? That'd be fun. That could be fun. It's like spin a Chuck. Yeah. You know? I could do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make a spin a chuck. It won't be on the. And it won't. It won't be on as as soon as this episode airs. But uh, if you want, you know, Ian's getting his first cut from the from the advertising soon. So I think it's fair to say, maybe we should both take a spin on the spin a chuck and randomly select a Chuck Tingle book. Yeah. We and we could report on it. It's three bucks. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I know I just said a whole bunch of shit about only wanting to read the best. (laughs) (laughs) But it turns out, I don't care. Not when it comes to randomly selecting a Chuck Tingle book. So for this week, go to Chuck, go to Tingle, and see what it does for you. The audience loves it. It's that time in the pod, man. Face news. It's, it's always such a high point in the pod when, <laughs> when that sound effect plays. That sound effect is better than any given section of podcasting we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just elevates the podcast to space. Yeah. You know? It does exactly what it's supposed to do. It's the Space Raptor butt trilogy of Scott Cast sound effects. <laughs> That's what we got to do. Makes from sense because it's in space. That's true. That's true. Very much so. Maybe I do like space more than I give myself credit for. So here's what happened, man. They're planning to launch a kilometer-long space station that has complete artificial gravity. So a big space disc, just okay. like in the movies, just like in just like it's the internet movies. About space. You ever see one of the movies about space where they're all living in the space and they are on a spaceship that's a circle that's spinning? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. This is one of those situations where like the sci-fi people had it right and that was just it. Would you live in an artificial gravity space station? I know you just moved in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure there's scenarios where that would be something that would appeal to me, but... Not currently. I guess I wonder about logistics of like how they're getting it up there. Are they shooting up in parts and then assembling in space? Or Here's the big kicker to the article I read. Their plan is to launch it with a single rocket. So they're going to have this massive kilometer. It's <laughs> <laughs> wide disc. I don't know about that, my guy. <laughs> they're going to strap it on the world's biggest bomb. <laughs> And they're going to just send it right off into space. Mm -hmm. I'm into it. It's bold. It's pretty much exactly how you planned your packing. (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, take that shelf with everything on it and just launch it. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get it there. (laughs) We're doing doing it right. So it's uh, powered. The gravity is powered by centrifugal force. Yes. And I think I, I think I actually said something along those lines about anti-gravity from uh, some other day. And 
David wrote in, you know, mockingly. Yeah. Being like, eh, it's not centripetal force. Meh. It's centrifugal force. Right. Yeah. Then I harbored resentment for that comment <laughs> for months. But now I've corrected it. That's why people listen to Scottcast. It's for the character development. Right. Yeah. That's like the entirety of Space News, by the way. <laughs> I don't know much about this. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, your one astute question about how they're doing it led me to the one detail I remember, <laughs> which was cool. <laughs> how would you rate this room's podcast energy so far? The room's energy? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's pretty good. I feel like my energy is a little lower than my standard cast. I've been... Well, you're weathered, and, beaten man. Yeah. Like you're like your arm is on like the I'm table. Just, I'm just like kind of here, and I'm like, eh, I should be saying some stuff, but damn, you I don't know. know. Sorry, right. I feel like I'm letting the pod down. It's okay, no man, I'm letting the pod down because I'm not interesting enough for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like me anymore. <laughs> That's why I'm going to Argentina. <laughs> Ian doesn't talk anymore. <laughs> He's become completely silent and beaten down by the world-weary ways of being a landowner. Yeah. He views me as a measly renter. <laughs> don't you don't you think about the future, Scott? <laughs> what are you gonna do when you go to Argentina? Rent some more? <laughs> he laughs in rich man. <laughs> I, I I make fun of you too much for being a landowner. Yeah. It's just a perfect thing. You know, like, mm. uh, because of, like, how outspoken you are against uh, capitalism and stuff right. like that. I mean, of course, all completely different issues than what you're using to make your living decisions. You know, like, uh, it makes sense to have a house and all that. And it's not like you're oppressing leagues of orphans. <laughs> right. But I just love the insinuation of saying you're a landlord, which is true, with the oppression of orphans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done with my two-hearted. <laughs> but you can tell, because I keep saying that Ian Dixon oppresses orphans. Yeah, well. It's not true. I mean. You're probably nice to orphans. I would be nice to orphans if I came across some orphans. <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> I don't know. I would be nice to any kid, I guess. Okay. Uh, but I may be, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get like libelous on here. Okay, be libelous, man. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, I'm only a homeowner, like, in a technical sense, in terms of, like, I'm on the deed. But, like, I owe a lot of money. And technically, uh, Dan Gilbert owns this house. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Dan Gilbert! <laughs> so, I mean, if you want to get down dirty, like, I don't know what Dan Gilbert does to orphans but I might be contributing in some way to the oppression of orphans. You're at least funding the oppression of orphans. <laughs> at the very least. Yeah, in a small trickle way. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's the difference between interest and principle. Principle is the money that you have principally earned and will be principally spent. Mm -hmm. And interest is the money that will be interestingly spent oppressing orphans. <laughs> <laughs> That's some finance 101 for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> See, we need to we need to understand um our systems in the form of morality. I think that's what uh I think that's what society is moving towards these days mm -hmm. is is tying the morality of the system into the system's language, you know? And that's what a lot of people are bucking up against for obvious reasons, you know? It's uh creative destruction thing because once you label all this stuff well of course oppressing orphans might be something we want to limit <laughs> but i don't know maybe uh orphans oppressed lead to a more prosperous society mm -hmm. like if you have a bunch of orphans out there running a wild like gaining <laughs> office and getting jobs it's like would you want to like go to a restaurant and then like in the middle of your meal 
someone comes up to you and says the chef was an orphan (laughs) (laughs) you don't know what's in that food man (laughs) 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 episode title is obviously oppressing orphans Like, like, without a doubt, it might be it might become a new Scott Castro. <laughs> but, anyways, we're on to headlines. Um, I also realized another oh. thing. I'm sorry. Oh, go on, don't no, go on. Um, when we did email bag, he said Master Charles. Is he? Oh shit! I f- dead name. We just dead named him. Okay, sorry. Just making sure. I wasn't sure if he had reverted or if he's. Uh, no, he's on the spicy train. He's still the spicy boy. He's still the spicy boy. Master Charles, it's it's kind of impressive how much he just like lopped off a part of him <laughs> that, <laughs> that has been around for decades. But yeah, he dropped Master Charles, his username for over 20 years for spicy boy Charles because he didn't like the connotation with Master, yeah. you know, which might be linked to oppressing orphans. <laughs> we'll have to ask Dan Gilbert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you make a payment, like include like a sticky note. Like, <laughs> is this going to oppressing orphans? And then I got a little arrow that points to the entrance. <laughs> I feel like I have a right to know. And maybe it could be a, like a legal precedent set if you take it to the court, you know, and it goes to the Supreme Court. That uh, if you find out that the people you got money for them a loan for, mm-hmm. if you find out they oppress orphans, mm-hmm. you can get that loan canceled. Like, whoop, I just gained $150,000, son. Damn, then they'd have to forgive all the student loans. Oh. Right? Because <laughs> those people obviously oppress orphans. Obviously. What's an orphan going to do? Go to school. Because he ain't got daddy to fall back on. Not all of the orphans. I mean, the federal government's creating orphans a lot of the time. That's true. It's (laughs) what they just kill parents. What's happening? I mean, we yeah, we kill people all the time. That is true. Yeah, Uh, police uh, executions, um, war, war. You know, yeah, we are orphan generating. Government's orphan generating. Yeah, you know, and uh, so if you pay taxes. that's Uncle Sam's orphan bashing fund. <laughs> <laughs> and business is good. <laughs> okay. Look, dude, talking about orphans all podcast, like I might sh- like I'm going to be sending this cast out to some friends who've been interested in Scott Cast, but yeah. like for some reason they they don't want to listen to an old episode. Okay. They want to listen to a new one. Yeah. So I'm going to like send a link to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the best part of it is is bashing orphans. <laughs> so that's pretty depressing. But I, I hope none of them are orphans. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? But uh, let's just switch gears a bit. Okay. All right. So Good there's call. been a man who's been paralyzed his entire, for the past like five years. And he's still completely paralyzed. Thank God we're... Uh cheering things up <laughs> go on they hooked up a brain implant mm-hmm. this implant allows him to type a character on a computer screen once every five minutes okay a character being like a letter right a number if he makes a typo does he have to wait five minutes to correct it probably <laughs> his first words in months of trying trying out the brain implant, getting to know it and getting to understand it, because he's got consciousness. Yeah. He's locked into this paralyzed body and he can't move. He can't do anything. Mm-hmm. He's just, and he's not a vegetable. He's just locked in there. It's the worst form of prison. His first words that took 65 minutes to produce was, I want a beer. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) If that doesn't tell you that man's intact inside, I don't know what will. (laughs) He could have saved himself a lot of time and just said, beer me. Right? (laughs) That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, you would have had your beer 45 minutes earlier, son. His other uh, things he said was, I want to listen to Tool as loud as possible. Cool. He was a big Tool fan. Some other stuff. Oh, yeah, like I want to hug. For my, you said to my actually like, <laughs> not like it's like if Beavis and Butthead were the first one to get it. <laughs> Hospital food sucks. <laughs> I need teepee. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, overall, it's pretty good though because the man's communicating now. Yeah, and uh, more than Elon Musk's little Neuralink program, mm-hmm. uh, he's actually communicating with it. And saying things and it's using just his brain like Professor X, you know? Awesome. Pretty soon we're gonna he's gonna be like, you know, like in an like a exoskeleton suit where he's paralyzed, but he's got this exoskeleton that moves him around and, and does things for him because he's controlling it with his mind. Yeah. And pretty soon that exoskeleton suit is going to be better than a human body. It's going to become sentient and dominate us? No, but... Turn us all into orphans and oppress us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, orphans are going to be here no matter what. <laughs> you know, you can't measure the prosperity of a nation by measuring its orphans, because a very prosperous nation and a, and a poorly prosperous nation both have a lot of orphans. Mm-hmm. Orphans are just the measure of life. Yeah. So exoskeletons. Yeah. They're going to be making these exoskeletons that are powered by the mind, and they're going to be much more powerful than human bodies. And then there's going to be no use for a human body when you could just plug yourself into an exoskeleton and use your brain. Yes. And that is how um, people view alien beings, right? When they talk about alien abductions, Mm -hmm. they say... The aliens are really weak-bodied creatures with large brains that operate equipment with telecommunication. Mm-hmm. And we're there. We're on the precipice of it. It's going to happen. The first words uttered were, I want a beer. And those are the words that are going to echo through history as we shape not only civilization and humanity, but the galaxy. Space news. That's a surprise space news for you guys. Yeah. None of nobody thought that when I, I like how all the threads are coming together here. Right? It does I it, it does. I, I do a little planning. I do a little <laughs> planning. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's not all it's not all just shits and giggles over at the Scottcast headquarters when I'm putting a show together. I'm like, how do these themes relate? Mm-hmm. What kind of message am I trying to send out there? Do I care about the orphans in the world? (laughs) And I think you guys know all the answers to all of those things. This one actually doesn't. I I said all that about having a thread that goes through. This is just a straight jump. (laughs) (laughs) We were moving your stuff the other day. And we were driving across Hamtramck. We were trying to take a really tight turn onto Kniff from Gallagher. And a giant two-story bus, big old party bus, <laughs> careens and like causes mayhem mm-hmm. trying to turn on one of the tightest streets, tightest corners in Detroit, really. It was a big party bus. And we were like, who's who's getting this party bus? I mean, maybe there's some ballers in Hamtramck or something like that. But I mean, this seems like excessive. Just... You know, have the party bus meet you outside of town or something. <laughs> and then I was thinking, we need to be best these people. Mm-hmm. We need to do better. And I found the perfect vehicle to rent to do better than these people. You know? Okay. Some This is some real status simple shit. Yeah. This is break out the champagne kind of shit. Mexico. It has a president called Andre Manuel Lopez. And this man is all about austerity. He's like, this government spends too much money. We need to cut down costs. People are being too uh, extravagant. The first thing he, uh, and one of the campaign things he promised was he was going to get rid of the presidential jet. Okay. 
It's this giant, like, Airbus-sized plane that's got, like, basically a full luxury hotel on it. It's got a pool. It's got it's got golden toilets. You know, it's got rooms for days, an executive suite, full kitchen. And you can rent this guy out now. Because <laughs> he's like, look, this thing, we can't sell it. Is it a kilometer long? It might be a kilometer long, and it requires one rocket. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can rent it out now. So, like, we should rent this guy out, help Mexico out with their austerity. Yeah. And uh, have it, like, land on Holbrook. <laughs> <laughs> and we can uh, just get up on it, go somewhere, mm-hmm. go anywhere, even just have take it around for a spin and hang out in the pool or something. Yeah. You know, and fly back down. And then no one's going to question who is the ballingest podcasters in Sunny Hamtramck. Hands up, motherfuckers. Can't argue with that. How much is it to rent? That's a great question. I didn't look that up. I assume we'll be able to it's do in it. pesos, so it's probably like <laughs> five bucks. <Yeah. laughs> Dude, you will have it. We'll have, we'll charge us the Amazon gift card balance. <laughs> it'll be great so i'm just gonna call up uh i'm gonna call out president lopez and be like listen to your fuck face i've got 20 bucks for you (laughs) (laughs) and i've got demands you know this is bust fuck yeah (laughs) i understand carbon credits and taking a private jet is Mm -hmm. uh somewhat of a net negative on the environment yeah but if it's me on the private jet, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, I need to get places. Mm-hmm. I need to do it in style. Sometimes I just need to get back to where I left from to begin with. But in style. Yeah. You know, I'll do that. I'll take my car. I'll drive. I'll come back. I didn't even go anywhere. <laughs> I just drove. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, am I the reason the sea levels are rising? Probably. But I've got a line on a private jet and a place that launches with one rocket in space. Mm. Yeah. I could live anywhere. I would rather live in space or taking the Mexican private jet than uh, after what I heard TSA security got a line on. Mm. So, for a disclaimer, this this story is about uh, transgender uh, individuals and it's not about them, you know. They have every right to everything they all, all the things they're asking for. But uh, you know, with that comes some impracticalities. And one of these things is the TSA for public planes. The mm-hmm. people who uh do your little uh scanning on you. Yeah. They've got a device that you enter into and it, it's I don't know how it works, but it like it scans the human body for th- things that might be hidden in clothes and stuff like that right so they they found some genitals (laughs) this is exactly what it is about (laughs) Uh oh yeah so (laughs) so like what happens is when they discover a bulge on a person's body that uh is not explained away by the gender checkbox in in, uh, any given documents they have to grope and grab. Mm-hmm. So more often than not, it would be like a lady coming through, you know, gets scanned up. Oh, uh, you're packing something. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> they find out. <laughs> and they go on their merry way, hopefully. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but of course, you know, it's unfair because like I don't get checked right. when I'm going. I don't get, look. I have seen some hot TSA agents. Like, if all I had to do was check female on the box, you know, and you know, lighten my love a little bit, make have one thing to look forward to besides McDonald's that makes me sick, <laughs> <laughs> makes me vomit on a plane. You know, a little groping, either grope everybody or grope nobody in the crotch. You know, mm-hmm. and this still so this technology, what it does is it scans you and it detects whether there's junk or not. It costs like eighteen million dollars, which like is annually or to to implement it across the nation. Okay. TSA, yeah, yeah, which is a lot of money yeah. for for a problem 
that could very easily be solved by every single person coming through TSA has to get their get their stuff checked. Yeah, has to get a good squeeze, <laughs> a good cough, cough, check, check. Mm-hmm. They could have doctors do this, and then that would be great. It's a screening. If you just yeah yeah just everybody gets a physical when you fly. Exactly. Free physical. Yeah. I mean, sure, a lot of people are going to be flying with new worries. <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, it's it's a it's a bottleneck in our world. People don't go to the doctors enough. Uh, of of our age group, 45% or less have a doctor that they've seen regularly for over 2 years. Mm-hmm. It's insane, you know. Yeah. You got to have a primary care provider who understands your history because these doctors when you first talk to them, like every single one of them is an idiot. It's just it's just how it works. The doctor has to get to know you in order to understand anything about you. So how do we solve this? Do we give universal health care to everybody so that it's easy? No. That's way hard. What's way easy? Giving a nut check to everybody who's going through a plane. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see like a cost benefit analysis. I think it would actually save money in the long run, not in the like transportation system, but in the health system, which the government kind of picks up slack on when people can't pay their bills. So it's true. <clears throat> like overall, there would be, it would at least break even compared yeah. to like implementing this weird sometimes check, don't probably stomping on people's rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just do do a blanket, check everybody, and then it's a medical thing. So like you're you're catching things early and saving money in the long run in terms of like medical costs for some people. You're knocking out some preventative care for other people. Yeah. It's a good plan. I think so. I'm gonna run for president on this. The problem is, like, not everyone can afford to fly, so you'd only be catching some people who are, I mean, look, presumably, like, already fairly well off, probably not orphans. I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna try to save the orphans, <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, it's like society's got to progress in steps, <laughs> you know, and uh, those steps come first to those who can afford them. <laughs> It's just it's just how life is, you know, and that's my campaign. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just how life is. <laughs> oh, for Scott, he's gonna make sure rich people get their balls checked in TSA. <laughs> At first, it's a premium service. You you skip the line, mm-hmm. but you get your balls checked. Mm-hmm. You know, and then as people see all the rich people, Oprah Winfrey, um, Tom Clancy, <laughs> as they see all these people walking through. Um, Steven Spielberg, um, Jeff Bezos himself, mm-hmm. you know, getting their balls checked before they go on a plane. Um, the idea is to emulate that person so you mm-hmm. accomplish a lot. Yeah. Everyone believes in this. Everyone's going to want to get their balls checked. And they're going to do it because it's the hustle lifestyle. Yeah. It's like you're going to get a lot of selfies of people with their balls out, like in somebody's latex gloves, being like, hustle. Hustle harder. It's fourth business meeting in That's a week. How, uh, White Claw Gabe's going to get canceled again. Yeah, he's yeah. talking with his balls. <laughs> Poor fuck yeah, baby. TSA, fuck yeah. And he shouldn't, man. You know, it's it's good. It's a, it's basically it's basically a PSA. <laughs> we got to do things right for people. We got to take care of more people. Mm-hmm. We got to keep, keep the health care up. We got to stop oppressing people for basic things. Look, all these obstacles are solutions if you look at them the right way. Yes. Yeah. Vote for Scott. Shit. That was actually a good slogan. (laughs) (laughs) And here's another area where I think my leadership would be uh, um, wonderful. So somewhere along the line, the recorder stopped recording. And, um, well, we started talking about... uh, bears no what did we talk about furries furries we talked about furries and the state of furries Mm -hmm. um and ian brought up that the first 
furry scene in cinema, at least to his recall, was The Shining in Yeah, see you later, Scott Castigators. I'll have Scott Cast. Glory be to Scott Cast. Nice.